Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are deep into the winter 2024 season. I hope everyone is enjoying uh, Brave Dungeon Thursdays. Uh, unfortunately, I have not been watching the Brave part of that, but I do like seeing the uh, Let's Get Obarried screen cap come up every week. <laughs> that is fun. I also feel like we're going to have to do a uh, Glorio Gaming No Corner soon with all the games coming out, but <laughs> we, we definitely don't have time to get into that part of it today. Maybe next time. Dave, it's like uh, Jill could feel the bit I was loading into my gun. Mm. Oh, we've been we've been doing this a long time, man. <laughs> That's the, it's, the, it's the team chemistry. Jill <laughs> was going to say, and uh, with this as always is G, and then I was going to make a sly... Like a dragon, infinite wealth joke. Yeah. So if this is episode <laughs> and derail the podcast for ten minutes. If this is episode one fifty five, that means we've been doing a podcast for more than three hundred weeks, which is what like six years or something almost. But yeah, that's team chemistry for you. I'm just throwing <laughs> up the alley oops for you, G. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we got a lot of anime to talk about. Surprisingly, a lot of these shows have stuck around at least for now. So we will get into that. But to introduce everybody, I'm Gel. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still still living in 2024, which is good. We're joined by G. It's okay. We don't have to talk about Like a Dragon. Uh, instead, uh-huh. we can talk about Tank and Tulpa Gurren Lagann, the movie 2, colon... Wait, was it? The Lights in the Sky? No, no, no. That's yeah. the first movie. Crap. No, Childhood's End is the first movie. Oh, Childhood's Lights End, Lights in the yes, Sky are movie. stars are the second yes, movie. Yes, the Lights in the Sky are stars. <laughs> Did we... Okay, right. So the last podcast episode, you you all had seen the first movie, but not the second movie. Yes, yes, we yes. have seen the second movie since. Um, yeah. Again, we do not need to relitigate that show. Everybody already knows, but uh, wow, Gurren Lagann, pretty good. <laughs> Turns out, fifteen <laughs> years later, still pretty good. Uh, all right, and we are also joined by Artemis. Uh, hi, I am here to stop your talking about Gurren Lagann and instead replace it with. <laughs> <laughs> frankly a shit roster of weekly anime <laughs> you know we're, we're gonna get into the shows you're still watching artemis and i have to say i'm a little surprised because usually you're the one with the most discerning taste to drop shows that are bad but mm. uh <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it don't worry i guess we'll 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 get into mm. specifics mm-hmm. uh as we go throughout the episode here but um yeah let's talk about some anime and we can start with some shows that we haven't talked about in a long time because we had our, our year-end shows, we had some holiday breaks in there, and then we were all talking about new shows last episode. But now we can come back to two shows that have been continued into this season that we've been watching. The first one being, of course, Free Ren, Beyond's Journey's End. Uh-huh. Now, before we get into <laughs> the magic exams. Yes. Which is yeah. the big thing. I do want to shout out, because we didn't get a chance to talk about episode 17, which is the one where uh, Sign leaves and the, I think Fern gets sick or something. Yes. The, right. the last quote-unquote normal episode of Free Ren. Mm-hmm. So, some could say the last good Are you, you going to mm-hmm. say Are you going to commit to that gene? 
Um, I'm being harsh. Right, so go on. I do want to shout that episode out because I I did like that. I did like that episode. I think I I always appreciate the message of like adults also need people to care about them too. <laughs> like, mm, yes. no, it, it's, I, it's a very it's a very well done episode. Yeah, and you know with with you know sign being like you know free run is the only one that can still talk to him like a kid and he kind of likes it you know to and you know free Ren still needing you know uh, not not free Ren, fern still needing you know somebody to take care of her when she's sick and everything and just uh, i thought it was a nice sweet message so yeah that said mm-hmm. you guys um, did try to warn me about the magic uh-huh. results, right yeah a little yeah. bit I don't. I don't think we ever got into detail. They're here. They're welcome here to... to the Magic DMV. Yes. Please take a number. Yeah. yeah. Meet all the cute wizard girls at the Wizard DMV. They all have <laughs> so, their own special magic spells. Uh. So yes, we have we have our party arriving at the you know the big magical city in the north, and mm-hmm. to go any further, they have to become you know licensed, certified, you know, yeah, certified yes, class the, one. Mages. The the narrative contrivance is essentially that to go past a certain zone in the game, you must meet the level requirements. Basically. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys were eating this up when we back in the the, the demon fight arc. When I was like, you know, I like having a, a a little little fight here and there in free red when it's normally just pretty chill. And they heard you say and you like, like to fight, and they said, "How about I'm we like, bring you to the fight buffet and I'm train like, you to your chair?" And I I remember I remember my I don't remember my exact words, but I said something to the effect of, "So long as this doesn't just become this all the time." <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's uh-huh. not picking up what I'm putting down, the magic exam arc, at least for the last four episodes, has been doing this all the time. This is uh, probably the rest of the Frey Red anime. Yeah. And yeah, my 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 concern is that, yes, we have spent four we spent four episodes on the first round of this exam, which is essentially like a battle royale tournament arc thing. Which is the last thing Free Ren probably that, needed. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's it's a shonen battle tournament. Like yeah. there's really no other Straight way up. around it. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody's got yeah. Sounds like the tuning exams. Like yeah. And well, okay. On a positive note, I don't think it's awful. No, I, like no, it's, I no. I, I think it's, I'm still, like, I still, I, at no point was like, God, I can't take this anymore. I just want to shut it off. Like I was, I was still, I think, entertained. Partly because Free Run and the production of Free Run continues to be amazing. Um, and partly because, I mean, they're, they, they're still digging some interesting, like, oh, totally. portal mm-hmm. building things into it. Yeah. The whole concept of how magic has evolved over Free Run's lifespan and, like, you know, what's the hot new thing in magic versus, you know, right, what's my right. grandpa's style of magic. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I will always be amused by Free Run and Fern's. Uh, you know, combat school of thought of I have shield and magic missile, and those are the only two spells you need. Uh, I'm just going to cast this at ninth level. Yeah, I'm going to cast. I'm just gonna keep catching. They can't. They can't dodge them. So I'm just going to keep casting magic right. missile um, over and over again. There is there is undeniable novelty to this arc, right? Because yeah. like this is the first time Freyren engages in this type of narrative framework, and because we the viewer know that Freyren is the legendary mage, right? One of the greatest wizards to ever live. So the idea of like making her take a driver's license exam, essentially, <laughs> like there there is fun to that, right? Because clearly, 
this is completely trivial to her, right? Yeah. Like the 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 challenge and um tension in this arc is not, oh no, can Freyrent pass the test? It is can she take care of and protect her right. new fledgling like party members right. yeah right and then the shonen battle tournament part of look at all these new wizards i drew and what are their weird powers yeah and oh. i think the reason why Ira and i often have like couch our the language around freyren the way we do around this arc is because like I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Madhouse is doing a lot of heavy lifting uh, <laughs> on this arc right now because reading this version of the arc in the manga, um, kind of rough, right? Because the manga's art or, or the manga's not known for its. The manga version. is quite generally quite stiff and like stoic uh, yeah, most of the time. Like, like, like the art is not the thing I would praise Freyren for. Um, the manga, I mean, mm-hmm. um. The anime, and, on the other hand, <laughs> yes, looks, yes, looks so very so the nice. anime, yes. Madhouse's like adaptation can like really uplift a lot of these moments, but at the end of the day, the kind of the issue is still core to the narrative part, which is like fighting is like the least interesting thing to watch Freyred do. Like, mm-hmm. like the thing that's interesting about her as a character is her coming to terms with the fleeting mortality of the people she knows in her life, right? Her sense of disconnect from the world around her because it passes by at a different pace than her own. It's like we we praise the moment during the like last big fight segment, we praise the moment where it glosses over a decade's worth of fighting in three frames. Right. And here we're spent, we're spending three episodes on a day's worth of fighting. Right. Yes. Also, only the first of multiple tests. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. They spent we we spent four days on catching a bird. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and there, oh, there four, is I mean, four not four days, four episodes. And there is one day, four stuff. episodes. Yeah, there is some fun stuff. Yeah, in yeah. here to be to be clear, the, but yeah. If the entire test was four episodes, I'd mm-hmm. be fine with it. But like you said, I can already tell. Okay. We just spent four episodes on round one. This is probably going to be the rest of the season. Yeah. and Or at least close to it. Or, or most of it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's this thing where I feel like I've had this ed- editorial brewing in my head for a while, whether it's anime or games or whatever, of like the dangers of straying from what your strengths are. and right. And like, you know, sometimes you have to do it to to keep things from getting stale, but also like if you do it too much, it's like, this is not what I came here for. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what I'm running into. Whereas like all the things you mentioned, G are what I felt made freer and special and, you know, a really great anime up to this point. And again, I, for what they're doing, I think they're doing a good job, mm-hmm. but it's like, this is not what I signed up for <laughs> when I signed yeah. up for a free run. Yeah, and, and, and I will say, like, again, I, I don't mean to just, you know, I, let me be clear. I do not think this exam arc is the, like, and this was the end of Freyren, right? Or this was right. the turning point. Like, uh-huh. I, I think it's more just that, yeah, as 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 you alluded to, Jell, compared to, like, where this manga, or how this mo- the story originally sells itself, the exam arc just kind of ends up, 
like not leaning into the strengths we associate with these right. characters and stories. But but I will say there are still, you know, some decent moments here and there. You know, the 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 old man mage with the beard, uh Denkin, um he is kind of a fun character. Uh, yeah. we, we have not really seen everything he has shown yet, but like you know, it, it is kind of interesting to use him as a contrast to Frey Ren because he is probably the second uh, the most second, experienced mage there. Yes, right? the second oldest mage taking that test, and in many ways, he is. It, it's kind of interesting to see him because, like, when you think of these tuning exam style arcs, right? Obviously, it's mm-hmm. mostly young people, right? Teenagers. That is definitely what the show is showing you with this exam arc, and you then you have this not just an adult man, but a like middle-aged to senior adult man taking right. this exam and kind of what what drives that and you know what basically like yeah like like what what does somebody with that level of experience bring to a conflict like this and especially how does someone like that square off against someone like Frey Ren? I mean the answer is not well but you know <laughs> we kind of already knew that part right um and then, of course, it end. You know, the latest episode does end with probably one of my favorite punchlines in Frey Ren, which is uh, when Dankin's group, bereft of their bird and their mana, uh, <laughs> still need to get their hands on a bird to oh, pass yeah, this yeah. test. And uh, uh, Dankin comes from an old, from the old school, uh, the, the 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 old school of wizard uh, 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 mentality. That well, hey, when you're out of spell slots, when you're out of mana. Hey, guess what? You still got your fists. You can still throw hands. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. A quarter uh, staff is what a D six. Look, yes. <laughs> oh, D, isn't it? Isn't a D eight if it's two hands? D eight, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. you can still fight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that 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 was fun. Yeah, there are good moments, and like I said, there's still room for some of the world building and stuff that we like. Mm-hmm. It just this is in general, it's not hitting the parts of my brain that I want free run to be hitting. Right. Yeah. So. And, and to be clear, like the manga after this arc does sort of does return to like the pace it had. It just, it takes a while. Right. right. It's like a law. It's a fairly long arc. Uh, yeah. I do. I do remember while again, while I was not ready to like shut the thing off by, by like somewhere in like the third episode of the first round, I'm like, all right. Are we, how much longer are we going to drag this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, it, it's they they have they have the classic uh, shonen anime time stop where the last you know three hours of the day takes you know you know feels like forever. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, you know, so like it's three hours until sunset, and then like two episodes later, it's two and a half hours till sunset. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, it, it does just feel like. I've got all these other characters I got to cram in and I don't really care about any of them other than, I mean, the old, the, the old guy is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. just, just having the, the, the contrast of, you know, someone else there that understands the more, more nuances of what it means to be a powerful mage beyond just having high mana and being able to blow stuff up. Right. But yeah, uh, you sort of get the feeling, or at least when I was reading this in the manga, I sort of got the feeling of, Let's introduce a bunch of new characters and then see who who gets popular and yeah. they can stick around. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe yeah. they can hang out a little longer than the rest. <laughs> we'll put in. There, there definitely does seem to be a little bit of a like new OC audition vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to to this arc. 
we'll put in two we'll put in two cold blooded murderers, but we'll make one one kind of nice and one an actual yeah, psychopath yeah, just, and uh, uh, guess, see which uh, one yeah, sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Frey Ren looked at the competition and was like, "Oh crap, we killed Aura. We need a new we we need a new evil woman to to throw into this story." Yeah. So, anyway, yep. It's still it's still good enough. It's fine. It oh, just yeah. I, I I just wish we could have gotten through all of this faster, basically. Yep. All right. Let's move on and talk about the Apothecary Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just saying before we got on, I feel like, at least in the circles I've been in, this has got been kind of slowly building up popularity. I've been seeing it like in places outside of normal anime spaces and things, which is interesting. Sure. I'm still, I'm still, again, I'm not watching it, so it still fascinates me why this show of all of the other shows seems to be taking off but how have uh, how have things been going because it's been a while since we last talked about this uh when was the last time we talked <laughs> about this show I, I can't help you i can't help you guys out it's on this kind one, of so. still been what like episodic mysteries right yeah yeah i think i, I, I think guess... the last time we talked we were talking about implications that uh the main girl might be royalty or something and or at least the nature of her birth, there's more to it than it Or she might be in line yeah. to be um, something, or I don't know. And, and I just they're, general... still, they're still throwing that out, too. They haven't, they haven't yeah. just abandoned that. that right. Uh, okay. I guess I would say, as, as uh, the the general tone, I guess, yes, of, of the, the last stretch of the Apothecary Diaries has been, yes, it's, it's both mostly episodic adventures, but, like, kind of developing towards this direction of, like, Try as best as she can. Mao Mao's position and her knowledge makes it basically impossible for her to escape getting embroiled in court politics. Right. Um, there is this vibe that try as she might, no matter how like unassuming she tries to make herself, how unpopular she tries to make herself, her fundamental ability to solve problems that other people cannot is getting attention and it's not just attention from jinshi it is getting attention from other members of the court you know not in in mm-hmm. ways that may prove to be uh, uh dangerous um going down yes. the line basically yeah and there's definitely this interesting tension with jinshi realizing that his favorite toy is starting to attract people's attention mm-hmm. and the ways he feels mostly jealousy mostly protectiveness of the idea that other people are starting to, starting to to like take notice, take notice, and maybe even start leering at Mau Mau, depending yeah. on how you want to read. Um, there is this. There is the there is the new character Lacan, who yes. is your greasy military strategist man, who sort of keeps barging into Jinshi's house to tell weird is he stories. Literally voiced by that guy. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Good Wait, news, which guy? Jell, another character voiced by that Ken, guy. Ken, you Ken Rotsuda, oh no! <laughs> I have, uh-huh. I have a whole bit. I have a whole bit prepared for him this episode. Yeah, we'll he's in also in Sengoku Yoko because he he's in a lot of things. But <laughs> yep. we'll 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 talk about him later. Look, he oh, has no. a type. Well, I, here, it might not be him. I need to check. Here's oh, here's check, here's actually, here's the only thing I'll say. Because I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a whole. I need to explain my relationship yeah. with this man later. But the, 
it is best that I don't watch Apothecary. It's a good it thing I'm not, not watching right. Apothecary. Oh, it's not him. Okay. okay, it's just another greasy. VA. He, he's okay. he's doing that voice though. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah, doing the uh, I, I can't I can't really do his voice, but it's something like I'm so evil, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm also. Swan. Dead inside yeah, and like, don't care about anything. That guy, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so he is sort of a, I'm not going to say a villain, but a, you know, clearly not positive <laughs> force. Uh, antagonist. Conniving. He's conniving. Yeah. Antag- sure. He's sort of, yeah, hanging out with Jinshi, asking, hey, I hear you have a new servant who's real smart. Uh, by the way, I brought you a new strange problem for you to solve, Mr. Bureaucrat. It sure right. would be a shame if your smart new servant could figure out this mystery, uh, <laughs> essentially. And that has yeah. sort of been a driving force uh, over the past few episodes. I mean, which is all to say the show still continues to be the like pretty good like thing it is, right? Like, Yeah. Right. I, I I continue to be like I mean hell to to echo gel sentiment hell I'm surprised I'm still watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is yeah this is pretty good. <laughs> like I'm mm-hmm. actually kind of interested in this. And- I would also say it does a really good job at balancing out its its humor, which which it has you know a decent amount of with some dark moments that um, yeah. you don't always see coming. Which is which is a good thing because I don't want I don't want those kind of telegraphed. But when they when they appear, it's kind of a shock, but it still works. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think and, they've really, they really yeah. they 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 do a surprisingly good job of utilizing the historical period. Uh, you know, right. I, I I would not say the Apothecary Diaries is a historically no. accurate take on Imperial China. <laughs> it is but still it like is, a sort of Gonzo China, right? Right. Like I I I someone who has studied like ancient china i could not tell you confidently what era this show <laughs> takes place in like it's right. kind of a mishmash of like three different dynasties but right. um but what well, it does do of, is i it, kind it, of approach it as a fantasy yeah in that particular it. context which is right fun. oh no totally like like to, to bounce off of what you were saying artemis i think the thing the show does a surprisingly good job of though is like it does a good job of reminding you every now and then, hey, this is this is some old world shit, right? With old world opinions, the, 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 these people have a fundamentally different conception of mm-hmm. a lot of things and societal values than we, the modern viewer, might have. Right. And it just throws that in your face from time to time to to make you remember like where and when this like yeah. story takes place. It can it can be very jarring, but in a good way. Um, yeah. in terms of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, also, just shout-outs to that episode where Mau Mau, like, basically gives a class to the, like, Imperial Conqueror. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. How, how, how to fuck good, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. All right. Okay. She grew up in the Pleasure District. She right, hung out with know. all the top of courtesans. Yeah. So she just yeah. wheels in the wheelbarrow of Kama Sutras to... Yeah, yeah. basically. But we, All the right. viewer, also still do not know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it just kind of cuts to, like, Jinshi well, well, trying it, to, like, right. eavesdrop on and failing. Yeah. 
yeah. I do like that it is not explicit about it. It's just like, ah, uh, just you. whatever. Secret techniques, but the fact that it is being taught in like basically a classroom mm-hmm. is, is right. pretty good. <laughs> right. Every now and again, I think the show does get like slightly fan servicey for me, <laughs> but but never to the point of of total kind of right. Right. What can I say? Um, like super explicit, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's a show that recognizes that, like, I mean, for better or worse, right? What the the the, the societally intended occupation of many of the prominent women in this show, right? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. you know, half many of them are concubines or or courtesans, right? Like, and for better or worse, it is a show that recognizes that this is how this particular society values women. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it definitely doesn't shy away from that, but also sometimes it definitely feels like it also wants to have its cake too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're uh, still plugging along then. Yep. Just good to hear. Should be following up on some plot threads soon, from what I recall of the manga. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Bad. Speaking of plugging along, let's talk about uh, Dungeon Meshi slash Delicious uh, in Dungeon, Dungeon, if you will. Ah, uh, Dungeon Meshi. Um, yeah, two two <laughs> pretty solid episodes. I I, I like. I, I can feel the buildup of like like <laughs> of like. You know, like I said, I've enjoyed the show since episode one, but I feel like I, every episode I like it a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is always good. Um, in these episodes. I think it was, was it three and four or four and five? Four and four five. And five, I believe. We get some of the more wacky interpretations of how we can make edible monsters. So, like, <laughs> the, the the golem farming was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, where they're like, of course you can't eat a golem, but... Uh, but they're you know, made of dirt, and they're made you know of what dirt. you can do with dirt? Put seeds in it. Yeah, which was, which was pretty fun. And then, you know, the second episode being, I guess... Uh, killing ghosts with ice cream um yeah. treasure <laughs> bugs in a way oh and the treasure bugs right yeah. which were disgusting but um <laughs> and then, yeah. then yeah we can't eat a ghost but how can we make a go use a ghost to make something that we yeah. can't eat? yeah and I, and I do think that episode I, was that like our first time of getting any like significant screen time for laos's sister uh yes yeah. this is kind of sort of yeah i thought they would go the whole way purposefully without showing much if any of her face i thought it would be one of those yeah mm. you know like shonen shows do it all the time where right and they'll show the yeah. photograph but that 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 particular yeah. part of the photograph is always like torn off or uh-huh. moved away i would say the more the intent of like episode five is definitely to like now that we kind of have this established formula right of you know, Lyos wants to eat monster. Senshi wants to cook monster. Uh, Chillchuck and Marseille do something funny, right? Like, now that we have this established dynamic, the show finally has, like, a chance to be like, okay, let's actually examine, like, why do these people want to rescue Fallen so badly, right? Like, beyond right. just the fact that it's Lyos' sister, why would these other two come along, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how much they valued her, they appreciated her presence, how much she meant to them as a person, yeah. And, and and it kind of works, right? Because like there's many aspects of Fallen that like 
I, she is not a Mary Sue. I'm not going to, like, make that kind of, like, accusation. But there's aspects of, like, she's almost, like, too damn angelic for her own good. But, like, right. it kind of works as a contrast to the rest of these, like, dirtbags and ne'er-do-wells, right? Like, right. like, Laos is so, like, <laughs> just does not know what to do without Fallen to bail him out of situations. Right. Yeah. You know? I do, uh, yeah. I do also wonder how much of that, of, of her character being obviously absent that the the others are kind of looking at it from a sort of rose tinted glasses you know like yeah they're only remembering like the best of her right i'm not saying unreliable narrator so much as just what people naturally do that when something you appreciated is gone you are more likely to see the 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 good things than the flaws yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that is definitely an I, aspect of human nature. So, yeah, I mean, there, there, you can make arguments on how you you handle that that type of character. I, I think, um, I think it is. I think I do like kind of seeing more of her because it's easy for us to intellectually understand why they would, why Lyos would want to save his sister. I mean, that makes sense on paper, but us as the audience, kind of seeing what kind of person she is, kind of also gets us more emotionally invested yeah. into it. Like right. we also need to care about about who she is yeah. and why we we the audience want her back or, or want to see more of her at the very least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad they sprinkle some of that in, um, for sure. Um but yeah, I mean it, it, it other other than that, and you know, we continue to see the kind of bonding going on with our with our main party. Uh and I always love the creative ways they've come up with how to make these monsters <laughs> edible in some yeah, some way. By, by but, these two episodes, like they have definitely they have fully embraced the like. Oh yeah, mushrooms and scorpions. That's easy. That's mode. easy. Now yeah. we're those, those are still animal things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and, um, and the the humor is good as, as we've kind of mentioned. Like, yeah, so there, there's I, mean, a simple, I saw it coming a mile away, but I still laughed yeah. when Senshi is like, "Oh, these are these gems are not gem bugs are not edible." And then you just right. like later on, oh well, they're real gems. That's why you can't eat them. He's throwing <laughs> <Yeah>. them away. <laughs> yeah. like, likewise, uh, likewise, I saw I did see it coming quite a ways yes. off before before the whole uh, fertilizer yeah. thing with the golem yep. episode. But it was oh, still. Yeah. It's still all- yeah, it's it still funny. landed. You know, it landed because the timing was still solid enough yeah. that it worked as a yes. joke. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's definitely the thing that like Trader definitely deserves credit for handling at this adaptation because these jokes are obviously in the manga as well. But like, you know, many of the best jokes in Dungeon Meshi are kind of in that more old school like establish the joke, tee it up, and then punchline. Yeah. And, I think it takes a good like handle of comedic timing to do that stuff well. But also I think there's a lot of like moments in these two episodes where also like it almost feels like the studio is getting more comfortable with kind of twisting the source material in its own fun ways, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the obligatory really good Marcel joke of episode 5, right? Is, um, <laughs> she finds the pearl necklace that turns into a centipede. Yeah. And the frame just zooms out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh which was especially funny because we had just watched the Gurren Lagan movie, which ends similarly, <laughs> where the camera yeah. just endlessly zooms out until you can't see it anymore. Um but uh yeah. it's possible I could White do flash, a yeah. it's possible I could do a dumb Marcel face every every podcast header, every episode. <laughs> There's the a lot of, of good season. ones. It's the good ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um 
also to find... shout outs. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Episode oh, okay. Yeah, episode five introduces uh, Kaburu and his party. Yes, the the uh, <laughs> the new party. Which oh, yes. are we going to see them again? They're in the opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, well, no, that's all we got. That's all I wanted to highlight is just yes, we yeah. were introduced to a new. Well, we were introduced to a new crew, and then we say goodbye to them in the span of like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, I guess they have distinct enough designs yeah. that uh, I should I should yeah. be able to tell that they're going to appear again. I, but yes. I, I mean, more the fun thing about them. Mm-hmm. Is like they kind of, you know, at least here when they get introduced, is like if you look closely, they are kind of just a mirror for Lyos's party, mm-hmm. right? Right. You have the human They're... fighter leader, the 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 mage lady, uh, the dwarven fighter warrior, I guess. Yeah. And the half, and the half right. foot rogue, right? Uh, and then yep. a couple others, <laughs> but um, and I I think it, I think like that actually does a pretty good job of like, cause it might be easy watching Laos and the crew explore this dungeon and kind of, I mean, it is a comedy. It is meant to be treated in a lighthearted manner, but uh Kabru's party kind of establishes and reminds you, Hey, uh, this place is dangerous. People die here all the time. Yeah. It, right. it does help to like establish that as sort of dumb and bumbling as Laos and his team are, they're actually quite experienced and, uh, Right, I mean, they were one of the few parties to make it down to the Red Dragon. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that show continues to be quite fun. I'm enjoying it. I don't really even have any notes, just Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun show. It's good. All right. Let's talk about solo leveling. I, I'm Artemis, surprised this one's still on the list. Artemis, you yeah. are still watching this, and I'm yeah. curious All right. as to uh, <laughs> as to why. Okay. So, mm. All right. So I will say that I did, and, and this is, I know it sounds like such an excuse, but uh, genuinely, I started watching for work purposes. So bear like that in work? mind. Um, <laughs> okay. And... But I only had to watch up to episode three, I believe, for, for technically speaking. So um, I could have stopped there, and I did not. Um, and I guess I really just wanted to know not only why everyone was so hyped up before the show started, but why yeah. everyone continues to be hyped up now that the show has <laughs> settled in. Hmm. I just, I just, and I, I, I'm normally one of those people who. Like I don't need I, I don't I think the three episode rule is absolute bullshit. Like I, I <laughs> it makes no sense. A show needs five minutes. I'm giving you five minutes. <laughs> right. I'm to busy. Give me something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Like if if it doesn't captivate you in a few minutes, it's that's a problem with the storytelling. You know, like yeah. <laughs> right. Let's not waste any time. Um but this time I thought, no, you know, there is just so much hype. I will give it truly an honest, an honest shot to prove itself. And if it takes more time to really settle in and prove what it's all about, then I will, I will give it that, that chance. Uh, and uh, well, it sucks. <laughs> so it has failed. Whew, okay, it has, I'm sweat off my brow now. It has, and I will, I will write it off here. I will say that it's funny. 
unintentionally funny just just because it treats itself with such such stone cold seriousness but in episode five like the the main character has undergone his 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 i guess his main transition Uh into wimpy main character with no backbone and no particular skills to speak of to like he had a full personality implant like he mm-hmm. the the episode starts off with close up shots of like his abs as he's working out and then like <laughs> listening sweat from his biceps and his as he's doing sit ups in his hospital room and then the nurse comes in and sees him with his shirt off and she's like oh, oh, I just I just came to ch- to check uh-huh. up on you uh-huh. he's moved fully from virgin to Chad. Yeah. His voice is suddenly quite a bit deeper than I remember from the previous episode. Sure. Gosh. Um when you next see him go into a dungeon, he is just acting like basically a completely different character. And I've I've, I've I've seen some people compare it to Devil Man. Okay. His, like, yeah. his like transformation personality wise. It is it is Ex- laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Um, and I did laugh. Was I meant to laugh? I doubt that very much, but I did. So praise right. for that, I guess. I uh, mean, it's probably but, supposed to be like, oh man, this guy is so cool, right? Like, uh, right. Well, it's supposed to be a classic, like a very. I can see that it's that it's got more power fantasy vibes than Sword Art Online. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. it's really it yeah ner- really like, leaning into it. Nerdy weakling turns into like in uh, you know in hot absur- in an whatever, almost absurdist yeah. kind of manner. Except it's not. That's the thing. Like it's not a parody. It's not. It is. It does. It does come across as a parody of itself, but it's not treated that way by any right. of the creators. Pose law, right? I mean, right. Yeah. So um, now I am done. Okay. <laughs> and I will strike this off the list. But I just want to, you know, for the record, to any solo leveling fans. I watched a good chunk of the show. I gave yeah. it my my best. Don't say I judge too fast. <laughs> yeah. Certainly the, if it's not by strong, episode yeah. five, then yeah. it ain't, it ain't the happening. the strongest yet? Did oh, I don't, I don't know. Probably not. I'm sure, surely not. There's there's one shot also in the latest episode where the, the actual top people are training at a gym. And it's just sure. like a like a two minute one, if that maybe one minute kind of scene where you mm-hmm. see them all like you know punching bags and whatnot. Of um, course. And then there's like the lead guild master or whatever. There's you just see this loud like boom, and the gym shakes and someone freaks out. Ah, what's that? Thinking like there's a monster attacking, and his his spotter whoever is like, oh, that's just guildmaster training it happens all the time oh my and god you cut to, cut to the guildmaster <laughs> oh. who's also i think shirtless and just like made a made a i don't know like in his special training room made a hole in the stone wall or what whatever uh, yeah nothing yep. but his bare fist of course yeah. yeah my goodness just <laughs> <laughs> yeah again like I, I brought this up last time when i was talking about like with Sengoku Yoko, which we'll get to, but it's like, I feel like with episode one of Sengoku Yoko, my, my sort of claim was you cannot see the full arc of the story from the beginning of that show necessarily. It's, it needs time to mm-hmm. fully get through itself. And whereas solo leveling, I'm like, I can, I can in fact see the entire arc of the story <laughs> from the right. first episode. And I know I don't give a shit. 
Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Glad to know we were I, all right. I, I applaud. Everyone right. We were correct. We, yeah, we do applaud. I applaud your, your courage in sticking with it that long. Thank, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go wait. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we can put that, uh, we can put yeah. that one away now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I read, and, and I read, uh, volume one. Oh my goodness. The, wow. The, the web no, I'm really doing the work here. Yeah. Which, which I got sent for free. Um, oh, okay. This so is, like, this that. is like, this is like the time I played, um, the first three uncharted games out of spite, just so I could say that they're bad. <laughs> I no, lo- no longer have time for such but endeavors. We, yeah. we can't. We can't get into that. So uh, yeah, ear and eye. Yeah, volume one took about ten minutes to get through, so it wasn't sure. you know like right. a, a big deal. I, I will say, say, I will say very quickly that the anime really, really amps up the violence. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Like like uh, the manwa. I'm not going to say it's family friendly. And you can you see the violence happening, but it's not in particularly explicit detail, and and you just kind of imagine it's like PG thirteen violence, right, right, right. But the anime specifically, I think it was episode two, is like, I guess the closest I can come to it to a for a mainstream anime is probably like Attack on Titan, maybe mm, in terms of like sure. guts flying, limbs being severed, people being split down uh-huh. the middle, this screaming purpose. is vaporization, like. Uh-huh. No. This feels like it perfectly tracks with like the intended target audience of right, this right. show. Or maybe um oh what's it? It's like an older show and I don't know. Helsing? No, um uh shoot. I just I, I rant about it all the time because it, I hate it so much, even though I somehow watched the whole series. Um, oh, let's see. With the Famously alien the violent. alien ball that comes and there's a human Gantz. inside. The- Gantz. Gantz, thank you, Gantz. I don't yeah. know how to spell the title. Gantz. Just, talk, talk, it's just like, talk about a weird orb. I'm like, yep, that's yeah. probably yeah, yeah. Gantz. <laughs> it's like, like that kind of level of violence. Like, like it goes on mainstream TV, but only barely. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, we can, like I said, we can we can put that put that one to rest. Yeah. Then I guess you yes. don't have a sign of affection for solo leveling. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Knee slap, knee slap. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yes. Let us let's talk about something more pleasant. <laughs> and talk about uh, a sign of affection, it's which not uh, that much more pleasant. I got, oh. I, got a little, I got a little I got a little beef with the show. Okay. Too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Artemis, you haven't you have not had a chance to talk about this yet. So go go ahead. For the record, I don't I don't hate it or anything. I'm not like, oh, this show is the worst. It's perfectly fine. It's very watchable. There are some moments that are enjoyable. I think that it mm, some parts of it lean too much into the kind of traditional shoujo kind of vulnerable main female lead like and a love triangles definitely being set up and yeah one of the guys is obviously the quote unquote bad choice and the other guy is just a bit too touchy feely for my tastes um yeah that that is a little borderline with the main guy 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's. There's anything I'm. I'm kind of morally repulsed by or anything close to. I that. mean, I've seen way worse, but right. Of course, he, he, um, he does push the boundaries a little with the right. touchy feeliness. Yeah, but I don't know. Just for every moment that I really genuinely appreciate, there's another moment that's like, oh, that didn't really need to happen. Yeah. Or, or just not even in a, not even, I'm not even talking in a, in a, in a moral kind of a sense, but just a storytelling sense, the way some characters are portrayed is not original or like the, uh, so, so we, we've, we, we talked about last time about the main girl's childhood friend guy who I hate. Right. Uh, and, uh, cause he, you know, he's supposed to be like, Oh, he's you know mean to her, but he actually it's he actually really loves her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's being just being protective, uh, even though he yeah, told her that but, but, deaf oh, people shouldn't go to college. Guess what? But uh, guess what? The main male guy also has a childhood friend who. Yes. You know, it just. Mm. Yeah. So 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 that's so she gets introduced in this block of episodes, and she like, what is, what is she? She like shows up. At his house, like after the trains have end, have stopped with with some beer, and she's <laughs> like, she's like, you know what this is, <laughs> like, right. like she's coming on a little strong, mm-hmm. and and he just kind of shuts that down, but she's that has not given up apparently from the latest episode either. So yeah, it it's the the whole like, it's it's really annoying in this show I think because. You know, for one, yes, it is the cliche we're setting up the the you know legally mandated uh, romantic rivals for the main characters, right? But then they're also like they have like zero chance in hell, <laughs> like like right. of of anything actually happening. So we're just wasting our time with it. Like the like when uh, when they ask uh, Yuki, the main girl, about the you know her childhood friend guy she's like what i don't even hang i don't even talk to that guy and she kind of doesn't like like he is like completely right. a non-factor they just kind of they just kind of bump into each other every now and again and it yeah is like and then coincidence whenever it happens and then like and then like with the with the other girl that's like coming on to the main guy like when she when she pulls that stunt he's like all right here's the key you can leave it you know, when you leave or whatever, I'm going to go stay with my friend's house. Don't ever do this again. And just leaves. Right. Like there's, there's just like no chance of anything happening. And it's I, like, I will say, I will say with the follow up to that in the most recent episode where she sees uh, the two main characters getting out of the elevator. Yeah. And she, and, and, um, <laughs> and the main girl is walking to go downstairs because he said, I'll, I'll see you downstairs in a second. And, and then the rival says like, uh, loudly on purpose thank you for like uh or, yes or, like it was good to, it was good that we stayed over the other night yes thanks for letting me stay uh you know like, right. but of course like that is not picked up on by our main character because <laughs> she's she yeah, right <laughs> that was that was a good bit i think that, that was pretty funny um but yeah it's like and and, and but they're still trying to use it to stir up like the shoujo romance right, drama. It's, still, it's right? still for for a motive that is just is. It's not even just that it's cliche. Yeah. Or just that I feel like as college students, do we really have to kind of go back to this more kind of immature sort of thing that you would expect from any high school? Right. You know, drama, yeah. slice of life, romance, whatever. But yeah, you know, just the, the characters have the potential to be so much more. 
but yeah. but the show kind of drags them down needlessly. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it's like the part about you know every everything kind of revolving around, you know, Yuki's situation and her trying to, you know, teach the main guy sign language and that part of the relationship I think is kind of sweet and feels a little more unique. But like mm-hmm. everything else around it is just like the most like standard like romance show stuff going on and even like a lot of Yuki's inner monologue about oh he's talking when they're like yeah he talks about you so affectionately and stuff like that I'm like all right fine whatever but um falling snow to my (laughs) like whatever whatever yeah yeah I'm just very like I, I I just as a blanket term, I call it Hollywood romance, but I mean, you can apply it to anime or whatever, right, like that right. whole, like all that kind of stuff is just not, does not do it for me. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of, it's been kind of borderline. I've been, I've mostly still been watching it. I don't know if I'm going to keep going with it, but I, I do I think, think I will. It's, yeah, I, I do think, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I don't think it's, a, it's like a terrible show. Like you said, like it, it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously been good enough for us to watch three or four episodes or however whatever. Right. But um so I mean I think there are people that'll like it and probably want to stick with it. I just for me, I don't I don't know. I think I, I think its biggest crime for me is that it's mediocre when it should be good. Based on yeah. based on its yeah. premise and its it does not always hurts more than Yeah, it does not feel <laughs> right. Because if a show is trash then it's easy to just say, All right, this show sucks, I'm not watching it. But when when right. it when it's not living up to the potential, that's always worse. But I did. I did enjoy them going to fake Costco. That was fun. Yes, Cost Costco. Yes. Wait, the show takes place place in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, but there's Costco in Japan. Oh, there are. Or, okay, or, okay. Or, or, or there's, right. there's there's at least I don't I don't know if I think no I've been to Costco in Japan. Yeah, there's Costco in Japan. There's not many, but there are. And, and I feel like also, this is. I feel like this I, is not I, the first time I've seen it in anime, but there's, okay, there's okay, a, there's, fine. A, there's at least one or two Costcos in Japan, um, and maybe. Just as importantly, if you go to a supermarket, they will get in Costco goods, so you can pick up, pick up some of those brands. Wait, Costco. like they just have like Kirkland brand stuff at supermarkets in Japan? Yeah, sometimes. I used That's to, wild. Um, I used Man. to like on the on the on the first Friday of every month, I would rush from work to the supermarket to get the pasta and pizza while it was still there because that was the day they stopped the Costco. <laughs> do they have the do they, yeah. do they have the dollar fifty hot dogs? Yeah. No, they no, they well, don't. <laughs> no. Well, no, because it would be the what, like hundred yen hot dog. <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They didn't. They didn't. They they at least at the yeah. Costco that I went to. Well, it'd have to be like a. It'd have to be like a three hundred yen hot dog to be a dollar. Yeah, I know <laughs> these days. But um, they had they had the massive pizzas and they had the big um like yeah bowl things. I will <laughs> say yeah, the the most off track. <laughs> the most important part of that was that uh they they got a a pizza from Costco. Yes. 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 Which for is one two? of your best. Yeah. Very, yep, very realistic. Well, one of your best values for your dollar yeah. is a Costco yeah. pizza. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, for two people, that that pizza will last you. Uh, yeah. Basically, a week. Dude, yeah. you have no idea how much and, pizza and the, I can and, eat. And the fact that they are co- all college students, <laughs> it makes sense to me. It was like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get this realism. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. No, yes, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. So that was a fun detail. But. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's talk about. Sengoku Yoko. Oh, I'm yeah. Tell- no, I'm begging you, everyone, stay with me. <laughs> Don't go. All right, everybody. I think now's a good time for a bathroom break. I think we can all... Uh... <laughs>
no. Um. So, the, the, this episode has been a uh, a mix of uh, basically the evil monks chasing uh, what's his name around Jinka. back and forth. Jinka back and forth. Um, we do get a. I think it was we, that was in these episodes, right, where we get the the our our new fourth party member. Uh, uh, Shakugan joins. Yeah, the party. Shakugan joins. Formerly um, big rock monster. Formerly big rock monster. Now cute now anime, anime girl. girl. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> as you do, you know how these things go. <laughs> um, and then uh, in the latest episode, we get the fight with the. Uh, this the, the, the samurai the ronin hitman the, the ronin hitman guy coming after jinka who also pulls the i'm out of magic i'm gonna fight you with my regular sword uh uh-huh. except uh, that's like portrayed as way more intimidating like yes which which was so, fun i don't even need my magic i'll just kill kill you with my regular sword yeah uh, i will okay so i l- let me i i don't know how everybody else is feeling about this so far for me I'm, again I'm biased, right? like, <laughs> again coming in with no context other than I, like i haven't read the manga but having the context of experiencing other musicami works i have i will say that you could definitely see the musicami showing in these episodes with jinka's sort of character growth into you know not hating humans or whatever that they're trying to do mm-hmm I will also say <laughs> I feel like if I'm being if I'm being totally honest, the sort of Mizukami blind optimism is not working as well for me in this situation. Mm. Right. <laughs> um you know uh, the uh, and and a lot of the talk about, you know, justice and you know, everybody just pay it forward and you know, maybe in a thousand years we'll save that. Those are great sentiments. Mm. I I I don't I don't but maybe I'm just getting older and cyni- more cynical, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm tired. You need to right. hear it from a really fucked up guy for it to hit anymore. <laughs> you need yeah. to hear it from Thorfinn for yeah. it to maybe, have any meaning. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is, she and not is, like she a is sort of being portrayed as like willfully naive. Early yeah, on. no, yeah, I get it. There's and there's more nuance to it than that. Yeah. So, like, I I think it's more of a me problem than the content. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I think it I don't is, disagree. Is, I think it is that thing, right? Of like, it's a thing we've always like struggled to explain, right? Is like the unique appeal of Mizukami's writing, right? Because on its surface, it is very, it it is a pretty bog standard shonen so far, right? Yeah. Like you can see the building blocks of every aspect of the story, or at least what you believe the story to be, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, Jinka is this misanthropic anti-hero, but like through the power of friendship, he'll learn <laughs> value human life, you know? Uh, Shunsuke yeah. is a fucking loser, but maybe one day he'll stop being such a loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, and it's like, yes, this this clearly, like, that's where these, like, character arcs are going. And as always with Mizukami, the devil is in the details. And I think, if I, I mean, if I recall correctly, like, Sengoku Yoko is kind of the slowest start of his stories, right? Like, it, it's... Yeah, um, I'd say so. It, it's definitely the one where it takes a little bit of time to get wound up, you know, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, the The... I think we're going to be getting there soon because they are talking about introducing, you know, 
four beast generals the evil four bad guys that exist in every piece of media and usually that's when shit starts getting real <laughs> yeah uh-huh. but, but i do i do sympathize like i think yeah i think the anime adaptation is doing like it it, it is a competent capable adaptation of the source material but like i, I, I don't yeah. think it alone is necessarily doing the job of like perfectly like communicating right. the appeal of Mizukami's writing just yet. Yeah, I mean that's I mean it's again it's like so it's such a tricky thing because like to accomplish what Mizukami accomplishes, you have to have the time. And yes. ha- I like I don't know how you would fix it. Like on the one hand, like I can totally understand somebody having no context and just thinking this is just your standard, you know, mm-hmm. mid- middle of the road shonen story and you know as artemis was saying before like if you haven't got me by five like four or five episodes like 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 i don't are you gonna have me in for another 20 like but but like on the on the because this is going what how many it's gonna be three cores yeah so at least 36 episodes or something so it's like but on the other hand i don't know how you build the kind of payoffs that mizukami has without doing taking that amount of time Right. So like, I, mean, I don't know what I don't know what the solution is I, for that. I had a conversation with Iro about this the other day, though we were talking about Dungeon Meshi, but um, which I, I don't think I would I would not say. I mean, I, I would call Dungeon Meshi also a slow burn, right? Sure, in some but, sense, right? But it, its you, appeal is like clear from the get go. I think it, its appeal is made more apparent from the get go. But I do think the details of like. If you only watch the first three episodes of Dungeon Meshi, you don't really understand why me and Iro will unironically say Kui Ryoko is one of the greatest manga writers ever. <laughs> right. And you would probably say, oh, Dungeon Meshi, it's a pretty Yeah, it's good fun. Manga, but, but like I'm not I'm not I'm not like right. Yeah. Where We're not our talking phrase comes from. And yeah. I think many of that much of that is found <clears throat> similar to Mizukami in the build-up. And we were talking about this specifically in conversation with adaptations because we were comparing shows like Dungeon Meshi and I guess Sengoku Yoko to something like Metallic Rouge, which is a one core anime original. Or, or, or right. even like something like a Vinland Saga, which is a two season um, adaptation. And how in a lot of ways, adaptations do get the privilege of maybe being allowed to be slow burns, if that makes sense. Because they are adapting established source material and are hoping that fans will stick with the anime because of the source material. And right, so right. it's like, yeah, oh, it's fine if we spend like seven episodes episodically building up these characters slowly because you know what's coming later. Whereas anime originals often do feel that very high pressure to like get you in the door in the first 10 minutes because without like an established IP f- to lean on, it fears it will lose the viewers that much quicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean on the flip side though, like if you're making an anime, I would imagine you'd have some expectation that the goal would be to bring in people who haven't already read the manga. Because <laughs> otherwise, why are you not? Why are you bothering to make an right. anime? Also, so, like, relatively older. It's a relatively old. Yeah, so it, it does take. I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, it does take some of the pressure off, but certainly not all of it. I mean. You, yeah. you know, the goal would be to expand your audience, I would think, with a new medium. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I think I, I still, I like, I, I still enjoyed the episodes. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of action. 
yeah it's a, is, it's a shonen fight series right, right like which is like and the action is like ranges from okay to good i guess <laughs> yeah yep um it's it, it's you know I, I, none of it looks awful but like it's you know it is what it's it is fine. yeah um and you know the the moment with the the dude pulling out the regular sword was kind of fun that was cool um but yeah it it's it's a little hard to uh <laughs> like if i didn't have if i didn't have the hope of this having a big payoff later i don't know man right um i understand yeah cuz like i'm even struggling to think of any other specific moments <laughs> like that, that <laughs> happened in the in those episodes right. like other than like some of the fight scenes or whatever but um I will say, if no one has any other comments on the, on these episodes, what my true worry is. By all means. With uh, Sengoku Yoko. And, Go ahead. And by way of broader problem. So. Yes. We already started talking about a certain voice actor. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Kenjiro, Kenjiro Suda. Yes. Who, nothing, nothing personal against the man. If you check his Wikipedia, he might be the hardest working man in show business. He is all over the place. <laughs> Um, it not he just anime. Some... He, mm-hmm. he he he's doing everything, but someone have... has to sound like a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. It has to be somebody's job. Yeah, true. So I have mentioned ever since uh, 2020's Apari Ranman, where he appears mm-hmm. as the main villain. Yep. I cannot stand this man's voice. Mm-hmm. And I started digging a little deeper because he showed up a lot for me since the last episode. Whether it's yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into all the places that he has shown up for me over the past two weeks. But mm-hmm. I started digging. I started digging, digging deeper and deeper. Yeah, and I have discovered what I'm going to call the curse of Kenjiro Suda. Okay, all right. Uh oh. Every show, and it's a lot that I've watched <laughs> with him in it since Apari Ranman, mm. either had a good concept or started good, and then completely fell apart into something that yeah. I did not like. And you guys okay. should be lucky that I did not watch It Invaded because he's the main character in It Invaded. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems to be, and, and it seems to be but only the shows. I was good. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. So it seems to be only the shows when I watch them that and <laughs> he's in them that they fall apart. Because there's a lot of shows he was. He's in so yeah. many shows. There was a oh, lot yeah, of shows of he was in that I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you a list that I put okay. together. And again, this is only going back to 2020. Mm-hmm. Pari Ranman. Yep. So that's the first one. Yep. Bad. Uh, he's in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yep. He's not. To be fair, I like his yeah. character in Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen, but but that show is now bad. <laughs> he's well, he's he's dead now in that show. Yeah. So. He's dead anyway, right? So, uh, uh, you guys remember Magatsu Varheit? Oh yeah, I remember Magatsu Varheit. Oh yeah, did you watch? I watched the end of that show. Hell yeah, we watched Magatsu Varheit. That one fell apart. Bad. Um, God. To your eternity, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yep, he's the uh, beholder or whatever, the the, the identity. Yeah. Okay. You guys probably won't remember Dragon Goes House Hunting, but I did try to watch that. Um, That was the one with the. It was like. I vaguely remember that one. It was like a video gamey show where yeah. the main character is a, like a, a scaredy cat dragon trying to right. Yes, I remember. And that. teams up with a scam artist, uh, right. real estate he, agent. Does he voice the real estate agent? I don't remember. He he. I think he voiced the, like the the dragon's dad or something. Uh, but uh, sure. 
that show I watched it because I thought it was going to be funny, and then it's that was one of the worst things I ever watched. Um, that that was the one that it had so much video game stuff that when the dragon said, uh, "I never learned to fly," he instead said, "I never learned the fly skill." Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh. that show that show sucked, and he was in that, and I watched it. Uh, uh, Sunny Boy, he was in that. Oh my! Wow, Sunny Boy. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Not very good. Uh, I see he was in you guys' favorite anime adaptation of all time. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. No, I know it's coming because yes. I know who he voices and what show. It's yes. getting there. He, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, uh, Fenno Pirate Princess. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, man. What a um, Sabaku Ibisco. Oh, very bad. His role in that was uh, interminable. <laughs> Okay. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, we we now we now get to unfortunately Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Yep. He is the yep. he's a very major character in that. He is the lizard. He's the lizard uh, in that. Um, and you know, love loved loved the manga, but we all know how we feel about the anime. Um, mm-hmm. it, he has a bit part in Chainsaw Man, but the and again the anime. I did not like the anime adaptation. I don't think we just we've made it clear we don't like the anime adaptation of Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man. He's yes. like fake Mads Mikkelsen and Chainsaw Man. Yes. Oh, he's Kishibe, right? Yes, yes. Yes, okay. not a ver- not a very big part, but he's in there. Um, and then finally, we get to this season. Yeah, where uh, we're going to talk. I'm not going to talk about Metallic Rouge too much next yet because it's coming up very soon on the list. But I dropped that show on episode three, where he yeah. plays a prominent part in that episode as the mm-hmm. like shady doctor guy or whatever the hell he is. Um, and then, of course, he does appear in Sengoku Yoko. Yes. Uh, as the, as, like... As Yazen, the asshole, like, mad scientist man. Yes. Um, and so so those two came up on me over the past two weeks. And then to cap it off, I was playing... Uh, Grand I was Blue. playing Gra- Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was in a boss fight. It was one of those boss fights where you're supposed to lose because the guy's too powerful, right? <laughs> and so this guy kicks my ass and it goes to the cutscene, and he, and he's looking down on me and he's like, you're not worthy. I'm like, no, no. You know what? I have not enjoyed the game as much since. You can't escape it. I can't escape. He's no, cursed he's me. Everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere and he's cursing me. But he's only cursed you like what post twenty twenty? I mean I mean I just named some... like a dozen anime though. <laughs> like, no, but like if I mean granted there's a lot, but if you go back and I do mean quite a ways back, you know, I know there are some shows here we all liked that we you know, ninety one days. Yeah. Okay, yep. Okay, right. so you, it's, yeah, you, so you it guys, is only loop on part you, five. You guys loved ping pong. Come on. I, I didn't, but I didn't watch that one. Yeah, no. Oh, that is true. Oh, didn't, okay, all right. I did watch Ninety One Days, so I'll give you that one. So, so there is a cutoff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Tiger Bunny. Yeah. Well, Tiger okay. Bunny, yeah. Well, no. Uh, uh, Tiger Bunny uh, fell apart uh, hard. Uh, oh no. <laughs> flip flappers. Tiger Bunny is good in places. <laughs> flip flappers. Uh, flip flap. Flip flappers. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Ooh, part five. Okay, and he was Sito Kaiba in you. Yes, I'm well aware of this one. Yeah, I know like, the I know the world's biggest Seto Kaiba fan, and yeah, they will never yeah. let me forget it. Yeah. So it uh, apparently it's only from a Pari Ranwan on, but anyway, I'm hoping I'm that much of a stinker. 
<laughs> like it I, cursed everything to follow. Just permanently I mean, poisons the well. I, I'm uh, I'm hoping. So I'm hoping Sengoku Yoko will be the one to break the curse for me. But hmm. uh, uh, I hope so. <laughs> it'd be nice. <laughs> so far, there's. I think there's. There's still hope. I'll put it that way. But uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Kenjiro Suda. Mm-hmm. Nothing personal. A toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh. Okay. Let's talk about cherry magic. 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard. I I was on the fence about watching more of this. I kind of more so ran out of time. I was going to at least give it another episode or two, so I have not watched past episode one. But Artemis, you, you're, you've been keeping up with it yeah I'll, I'll make it quick because it's not by any means a necessarily a, a big standout show but what has been standout about it for me is that it is possibly one of the least offensive shows on this season slate which is saying quite a lot given the title of no, the show <laughs> when <laughs> yes. you say least offensive what, what do you mean in this context I mean, I mean it is it is i feel like the title implies that uh, there's gonna that the, the whole joke is gonna be that he's thirty year thirty years old and a virgin, haha. Kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. what a loser! Like he can't even score in thirty years, sort of thing. Which is really not the joke at all. It is it is a comedic anime, and I guess I would call it a rom com. But the joke isn't that he's a virgin or that he's thirty. You know what I mean? Like that's right. just not the point at all. And, and right, so, right honestly it's a terrible title like it just it just makes you think all the wrong things yeah we, we got into that be. last episode of our our right. theoretical what would the show be based on the title uh right scenarios but, no, it yeah. is it is like um pr- pretty wholesome to be honest like yeah yep. um and it's it, you know it doesn't break the wheel of of anime or, or storytelling in general no not really um is it a pretty good uh boys love anime specifically yeah it it, it kind of is because um exactly because it does not lean into those really troublesome tropes and cliches that right boys love in particular and other genres too not just that but but let's let's be honest boys love is pretty infamous for um for certain character archetypes and relationship dynamics mm-hmm, that are and not problems problems with work. consent right uh, exactly yeah. and this kind of just doesn't go there at all and he's no character is ever the butt of a joke in an unpleasant way either um so while i don't necessarily have a whole lot to say about the anime overall i think it is worth a, a decent shot if if yeah. romance and or boys love is your thing i think it's i think the appeal might even be broad enough for non-boys love fans hmm. yeah i mean I, yeah. I i i i enjoyed the first episode i mean i thought it was fun yeah um, i think i think it even does get a little better not not okay. like i don't think i don't i think if you watch the first episode and anyone hated it they would not want to keep watching it doesn't you know reverse course and change into a different genre or something but right um it's still going to give you a pretty good indicator of what you're getting into yeah i think i think it actually goes up a little bit in terms of its storytelling 
and I've been overall pleasantly surprised by how how like genuinely kind of sweet it is. How how does this compare to the uh, my new boss's goofy from last uh, season? Um, well, I I feel like my new boss's goofy. I mean, it wasn't explicitly boys' love, and I I think it could have been interpreted truly honestly either way. Whereas this is right. like very obviously like you know it doesn't it doesn't uh, make any any bones about it. Like it's a boys' love show. It's marketed right. specifically towards that crowd, but it does have. I guess a similar that kind of similar wholesome vibe to it minus the trauma like there's not really any trauma here it's 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 probably more more lighthearted in that particular sense right um, the 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 quote unquote trauma is that he has these powers where if he touches someone he can read their thoughts and that's more often than not a bother or embarrassing or right you know just really really inconvenient to have right um, and then in the most recent episode, it's revealed that his friend who works at a different company who has also just turned 30 can now also read the thoughts of other people and so oh. couple into it. So this is just a, a thing, uh, you get when yeah, you're, uh, I guess, I guess <laughs> as the title I don't says. Know, yeah, I guess it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and then they're going to set him up with like his delivery guy, I guess, like his mailman. So does that imply the the other main guy, like his the other the guy he's in love with or whatever, uh, may may or may not also have the powers? I don't think so because, well, I mean, it, it could. It actually, I mean, because they never they never really say, and it's mostly from the main character's point of view. Yeah, because we don't really ever hear his yeah. inner monologue unless he's getting his mind read, right? Right, exactly. Um, but but. It's, uh, it could go there. That would be interesting. I didn't actually think of that. But be the twist. Portrayed, right. But he's portrayed at least as this very popular, you know, right. has never lacked for attention in his life. And and I think it was the most recent episode. There's a flashback to his childhood, which did make me laugh a little bit and, and cringe a little bit because it's like, it was basically like, I am so beautiful. People want to leave me alone. <laughs> Even as a child, I could not escape. It's such a curse. Curse of this really hard face. problems to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my prediction. That'll be that'll be the twist near the end that he's also been it'll reading be the other guys. I will, I will I will report back on it. I guess I yeah. I I'll, I'll probably watch this all the way through to the end. I don't think it's one of those shows that you necessarily have a lot to talk about at the end of every episode because there's right because not... it's a lot of it is just like normal slice of life right there's not the office, there's not really any home. like shock new plot development like the plot is just what you get in episode one and it just kind of, ha, kind of continues on right have they moved in together yet no <laughs> okay. no there, there hasn't i've i've i'm and, and, and i'm thinking in the i'm thinking in, because i feel like they're gonna milk the tension okay well, I'm thinking in the convenient plot reason makes them have to move in together type of. Uh, there's been there's been convenient plot reasons where they've spent the night together, like at at um at at the boss's house, I think. Right. Um, but but it was done, and it will probably continue to be done to really like get as much of that tension, like sexual tension, out as it possibly can without yeah. being explicit about it. Yeah, um, I guess I guess that it, that is yeah. different than the the my new boss is goofy because there is actual explicit romantic tension right so there's right, more right. implication to them moving yeah. in together than yeah but exactly yeah, yeah. all right um, yeah but it's 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 surprisingly solid so 
well, shout out. I might I might try to give that another episode yeah, or two. Cherry magic. Yeah. If I if I if I if I'm not going to keep going with a sign of affection, I might give that another episode or two. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm running out of things to watch, so. <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk about Metallic Rouge. Nah, the moment is the moment has come yes. for fighting. Yes. Uh, Jell, is this your, what is the time your has arrived for fighting? Is, yeah. it, according to your curse, is it because you watch this show? Yes. Mm. Is it your fault that it's going uh, to shit? Yes. Um, <laughs> this show. Everyone blame Jell for this. Uh-huh. This <laughs> it's, show it's, feels it's cursed the bear. I apologize. Um, this, this show feels like it was planned for two cores and got cut down to one core. Yes. Uh, okay. Is how it feels to me because yeah. so, episode. Uh, go ahead, Jell. Yeah, go ahead. You can finish your thought first. Yeah. Episode four has the big Rouge must come to terms with all that she's done. She's confronted with the sins of her past and must reckon with whether she truly has free will or is merely a tool of, of Alethea or whatever. We are on episode four. Yeah. yeah. And like it's bringing up, because as we noticed and brought up about episode one, it's like, Viola, who she fights in episode one, is like the third of the Immortal Nine that she has killed. There have been two previous ones, two previous like whole ass arcs that were off screen, right? And like to an extent, that's fine. I can I can appreciate some in media res. Throw us into the deep end, we'll figure it out. Storytelling, I have no problems with that. But when it's episode four and we're trying to do the like full story midpoint, like Rouge must confront these things about herself and like the illusionist villain is bringing her all of the images of these people she's killed these people we have never seen before with <laughs> so designs. i'm just sitting at the screen going hey yeah these just like via via inference i'm like oh yes yeah, so the other two members of the immortal nine that were stated to have been killed off screen but there's no emotional weight there right no, it's it's this it feels like, like it's a short story. Uh, as as Iro as alluded to, this feels like it should have been episode. This would have been episode nine or ten of a twenty six episode TV series. Yeah, and yeah. because this is one core, they are just like rushing all the like plot points yeah. that come part right. and parcel with this specific type of story. So yeah. even the like argument between Rouge and Naomi is like, yeah. Yeah, it feels I, like it happens episode eight or something, right? I, I would also posit that this is one of those rare shows where I think it would really benefit if it had just dropped on Netflix the whole load because watching <laughs> this once a week, yeah, is you might be right, absolutely just the nail in the coffin. <laughs> the rare case for binge watching on this one, yeah, yeah, it's really doing the show no favors because I, I clicked on it this the most recent episode I, I clicked to watch and I was just like I, I don't remember anything that happened last week and i'm suddenly picking up again in the middle of in the middle of the action i just well i mean a lot of it is not remembering because you didn't actually see it it just increases that sense of disorientation and that sense of of um of of standing too far back from Mm-hmm. any kind of emotional response well, or even just walk right and it was funny because like an episode yeah like an episode ago i was 
I was giving the show maybe too much credit, and I was like, oh, is this, like, deliberately trying to evoke, like, how Rouge feels because her, like, memory's being wiped after each time. Oh, yeah, that's, that's too much credit. And yeah. I'm, I'm, now I'm going like, no, I was thinking about this way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get to... So I didn't make it to episode four because I thought episode three was so bad. Where <laughs> they um, go into the robo slums. Like, yes, they go into the robo slums yeah. so that Rouge can learn about robot oppression. <laughs> and <laughs> which you know, we coincidentally, didn't know from previous episodes. I mean, I, I know it wasn't his first appearance, but it's the also Kinjiro Suda's character shows up in, prominently in that episode, and mm-hmm. it was so like ham fisted. Uh, in the in the way it was trying to like hammer home this moral lesson to Rouge, yeah. that it was like, all right, this show is already on thin ice for me. Like I can see this is not; they do not have the chops to uh, handle this. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother. So. Yeah, I. So I definitely agree that much of Metallic Rouge's problems are that it's simply not very well written. Like, there's really no way of to, to get around that. But I also think this is a show that is not particularly helped by its pacing. And again, this is all speculation. We don't actually know if Metallic Rouge was cut down for size or, or was cut for time. Uh, this is just just the way it looks to us. But right. Just the way what it this feels. Fr- yeah. Yeah. But what this did remind me of, funnily enough, was um, Trigun Stampede. (laughs) Um, Another show that did a very similar format of our hero has to fight a bunch of jacked up weirdos. But fighting those jacked up weirdos will allow us to examine the the tortured humanity of our protagonist. Mm -hmm. And uh, similarly, another show failed by its pacing because of its runtime. Um, I I think about, and, and I think that's why. Again, I, I'm not here to like say, oh, if Metallic Rouge had 26 episodes, it would be well written. Like it might still be badly written even with a full runtime. But I think it is extra hurt by the fact that I think many of its plot points can work, but they only work when you're actually invested in the characters and their motivations, right? Yeah, right. Like, I think the the moment in episode four where again to since you didn't watch it, Gel, basically uh, the villain of the week um, is an illusion, you know, illusionist gimmick, psychomantis. He can he can make illusions, you know, and right. he mm-hmm. generates illusory versions of the first of, of the other members of the Immortal Nine that that Rouge has fought and killed. And this is really funny because the Trigun manga has a character very similar to this, who Vash fights about halfway through the story. (laughs) And it kind of works there because the first few villains that Vash fights are Yasuhiro Naitao steroid junkie weirdos. They're basically joke villains. They're... They don't have pathos. They were set, They were cartoon villains. Like, Vash fought them in the first two to three volumes of the manga, and you went, ha-ha, wow, that was a crazy fight. What a weirdo. And then you kind of move past it, because at that point, Trigun isn't really, hasn't really become the story about Vash the Stampede's humanity yet. And then when this villain hits you 
with all of this, like once the sh- once the story has taken its more serious turn and then brings back those fucking goofy villains as illusions for Vash to confront, it actually hits really hard because it's like it's almost doing that meta thing of you just thought of us as jokes, didn't you? We were people. We had real motivations. Right. And it works because of the time it took to get there. Again, multiple volumes. If it were a TV anime, it probably would have taken like 12 to 15 episodes to get to these moments. And I think Metallic Rouge can't do it because it did it in four. We don't know these characters. Even Viola, the one in the first episode, is kind of doing the whole like, you know, we're not just random villains, you know, (laughs) we're people with dreams. And it's like, (sighs) we barely know you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I think I don't I don't think that all of Metallic Rouge's problems are merely in the narrative choices it makes. I think some of those could actually work in a show that had the breathing room to develop them. Yep. But the choices they've made in the context of it also being a one core show does not do it any favors. It makes me wonder if they're doing this now. Where where are they going with the rest of the series? <laughs> like. Good question. Yeah. I think that's probably why, for better or worse... (laughs) I mean, what, like, the episode ends with what, the, like, weird circus walking into town? It'll be one of those situations where the series ends, and it'll be like, stay tuned for the movie that will come out in a year. Oh, man. That will cover... Oh, man. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well... Uh, it is disappointing. Um, it is. It is a real shame, and I. I know that. I can't remember who didn't particularly like episode one. Was it you, Jill, who wasn't that impressed by the first episode either? I was also not super impressed by episode I, one. I did. I really, really loved the the premiere. Was it style over substance? Definitely. Like of. Oh, I, yeah. I, know that, I know that's an overused line. Mm-hmm, like right. style over substance, but I feel like it can really truthfully be applied to the premiere but i did love it it was so good and i would have probably watched yeah i I feel like i would have watched the whole thing yeah i think for me it's like me on the same level i think for me like in a bubble i probably thought episode one was good but my my watching anime for too many years (laughs) (laughs) poisoned my brain into seeing warning signs where i was like uh even 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 the artwork feels like it's declined at this point to be honest the only the only thing that has remained consistently good for me has been the music yes (laughs) you know no matter how much you run out of budget the music is done you've composed it you've made it you can keep playing it you know so of course I mean, yeah. just to just to echo that last part about visually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about how the the latest villain's ability is creating illusions, right? Including like you know doing the Naruto shadow clone jutsu thing, right? <laughs> okay, Gel, tell me if you were fighting a dude who could make illusory clones of himself, and he made five clones of himself standing uh, horizontally, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they charged at you. Or let's put it the other way around. If you were the one creating the shadow clones, mm-hmm. right? Which of the five would you pick to be? <laughs> I mean, by default, you're the middle one, right? But I—that's really obvious, right? So you yeah. wouldn't be the middle one, right? <laughs> right. 
so right yes the logic being of course they're going to go for the middle so you, that's right. the only one that you don't want to be <laughs> right she runs in up. and spears the middle and it's him it's him the, right because otherwise what was the point of <laughs> and what was the point of the clothes <laughs> He he literally does the cup and ball trick, but doesn't switch the cup. Doesn't switch the ball. <laughs> or so he's like, ooh, which which cup is the ball in? Yeah. Oh man. The one that didn't move. Look. Uh, yeah, it's really silly. It's so funny. And that's well. that that really reeks to me of like, oh man, yeah, we do not have the time. To like make this a more elaborate. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real. Four fifty-five p.m. on a Friday job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it's like, oh no! That's how the fights are going to finish up going forward. Yeah, we are in trouble. At least, uh, uh, at least, like under Ninja last season, we'll always have the OP. Um, hmm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. Are you guys gonna keep watching? Because I mean, I'm done. I think. But. I think. I think this is it for me. I don't know, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of morbidly curious. I'm not like yeah. not enjoying myself enough to to like write it off. You know, like but for the right reasons, though. Jill, <laughs> why would you ask that of me and Eero like <laughs> yeah. three years into this podcast? Hey, will you two idiots watch the bad anime original and report back to the rest of us about yeah. how bad that anime original was? Uh. That's that's just how it goes sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Look, well, we watched we watched Fena to completion. We watched up. I actually watched. To I think I, I think I also finished Fena. Jill, I watched I all of Magatsu where I Look, I've got I've got all of you beat because I watched season two of Rage of Bahamut. So damn, you got you. I that is true. I didn't say. I uh, yeah. Oh, you, got me, you you do have me beat. There. That one just I, that one has hurt my, me too much, right? That that's my Trump. Me. That's my Trump card. But I, uh, I, I had to tap out of that one. It yeah, too, it hurt too much. Well, unless anybody else has any anything on that, we can <laughs> no. move on to another you know, question it, of why. Well, also, you know, Naomi Orthman is a, a top tier anime waifu of this season. A very well designed character. <laughs> yes. Okay. They they've also have that going for for them, I suppose. But uh, I guess on another show, we're questioning why why we're still watching this. Um, mm-hmm. Artemis, you're also still watching The Witch and the Beast. I mean, not I anymore, but yes. Okay, up until I did, I did watch. I did watch the most recent episode, which is what like three um, or four or something. Um, four or five. I can't. Remember oh wow. Okay. Running. I don't know. I'm I'm in a decent chunk, but it's definitely it's more than three. It's got to be either four or five. Um. I'm curious what happened. I really with this. approached this series asking just one, just one question: Does the author actually hate women, or is this <laughs> some kind of like oh twist that I'm not seeing and I'm just not smart enough to figure it out until whatever happens? Oh, it hasn't. Yes, he does. <laughs> so the question is no, yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. I feel. Uh, in all seriousness, it's not an accusation I feel that comfortable throwing around because we are talking about a real person who made this story. But it's not a good look. Hmm. What? So, I don't know okay. who... I, I've, I haven't read the manga. I don't know anything about this author. I don't know the author's name. I also don't care about any of those things. This, um, this anime adaptation is just like... 
just violent all the time, but in the worst ways. And it's always, it's always like a woman on the other end. <laughs> like, not, I mean, not that, you know, there are other, you know, there are male characters and they also get beat up and what have you, but not to the extent that it happens to the female cast. Yeah. And, and, and you know, presentation and everything as well. Like, I think the, the, the big thing in the first episode was like, the, the witch had the collection of all the young women with their right, like, limbs right. missing and they're all naked, that, of course. That's, right? that's, like, that's, that's been the most egregious of it. So it hasn't gotten worse than that. But they keep doing things but like that. That's a very saying. low bar. And, and <laughs> it is worth noting that um, I think it was the, I, I don't know, I think it was the most recent episode, as of this recording at least, where the villains were two guys, like two kids basically, or teenagers. Um, but but you know boys men whatever and and um, so not you know uh, an evil female witch but nothing really happened to them they just got really badly beat up and then um, the I, I guess spoilers are fine spoiler yeah. alert if anyone hasn't watched episode I think it's five um, their mum like mercy kills them basically like just shoots them in the head okay and and she does so because uh, because there's no way they can continue to exist um without killing innocent people and if they don't kill innocent people then the the nature of the magic that has beset them means that they will undergo tremendous suffering and die anyway okay Um, right and so she just shoots them each of them in the head and that's it like that is pretty tame compared to whatever we saw in episode one, right? They right. get off easy. Yeah. And they are not like, they, they get really beaten up so their faces are swollen and whatnot, but they're, they're not disfigured. They don't have, you know, they're not knocked unconscious and have their whatever, like, you know, it's just... Laying around naked. Uh, yeah. Everything that happens to women in this show is not only violent, but also in some way either kind of weirdly has a sexual Mm -hmm. thing to it that's not explicitly stated but it's there or is just kind of um like degrading in some way yeah and it's very much not an equal you know i don't think i would like the series even if it was the violence that kind of violence was equally distributed because it just feels extremely teenage edgelord to me yes yeah but at least it would it would you could at least say like oh no it's not a woman thing it's just a this world is shit and everyone in it gets a shit destiny kind of thing is is this a like is this a a, this guy read berserk and didn't understand the the emotional pathos within (laughs) it does really feel yeah yeah it's i'm I'm definitely done it's just it is very I, I really like wanted it to give to give it the benefit of the doubt because I, I thought you know maybe episode one was kind of a red herring and they're just they're gonna I don't know do something <laughs> even if not redeem the show overall to at least give a reason why to, I don't know it, the more I say it the worse it sounds because the show is pretty bad <laughs> and yeah. I don't think it's gonna get better I think if anything it's probably just gonna get worse. No, yeah, I, I mean, I watched the first episode because I thought it, there was like, I don't know, 
we, we love us some some you know modern urban fantasy kind of right right genre wise and and even just reading the premise yeah you know it sounds like something that would be it, it looks kind of cool. my alley you know yeah, yeah. The, the 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 production values are pretty good I think overall but it just fails completely in any kind of balanced yeah. storyline or narrative payoff mm-hmm. yeah. or reason for existing <laughs> I'm completely honest with you uh hit him with the there's no reason for this to exist there's, there's, um, not. there's not and it's not the worst thing i've ever seen we've all seen worse but i'm sure we could all list many many things we've watched that are just absolute trash and we wished we had never even watched a second of it <laughs> yes Especially in the early but days of the season, blog, but, yeah. but the fact season, that the, the fact that this is causing you to bring up such a, such a hypothetical is. I would rather itself, watch right? more solo leveling than I would <laughs> oh. watch more The Witch and the Beast. Damn. Well. Oof. Uh, yeah, I guess that's another one we can uh, scratch off the list then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's another one. Like like I said, I mean, it felt like it could have been cool, and they just did not. Yeah, did not. It Apparently, it was written by an, uh, a you know a ninth grader uh, in the back of his notebook somewhere. Like it's mid- middle, what I call it, middle school edge lord cool. Uh, like, right, it is very, is... it is very much that. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't surprise me to know that it is a, a, originally a seinen manga, so it was written for older men, like mm-hmm. you know, just marketing wise. Like that's yeah, yeah, who it's for. Um, and it's sad that that does not surprise me one bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, we can scratch that one off the list, but uh, mm-hmm. we can move on to our other half of uh, Brave Dungeon Thursdays. Yep. And we can talk about Bang Brave, Bang Braver, and I should watch more of this. I don't know why I did. Maybe it was this just show a is wild. This show is so. What is? <laughs> <laughs> what has happened since the uh, main dude came inside the robot? Okay, so um, Lewis Smith last... found a mysterious girl on the beach, right? Yeah. And that's uh, the that's yeah. the that's the uh, stereotypical the American, American yeah. guy, right? Uh, yeah. She 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 uh, has Im- sort of imprinted on him and turned into a small girl who just says yeah. talks in baby talk and hugs okay. and hugs him all the time. <laughs> and uh you know this is happening while isami is still traumatized and upset that he has to come inside of bravern every time <laughs> wait so is the, is the little girl like a another robot or something or we don't know no, okay so the girl uh well she initially appears as like an adult woman who is like seemingly like ejected out of the um rival mech the rival mech that they fight episode two, basically. And so episode three is mostly a combination of like Lewis trying to figure out what to do with this feral woman who is trying to kill him Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of establishing like the, the like continue to establish the braver um, Isami relationship. Um, Uh Episode three is great because uh, Isami just refuses to leave braver. Uh, he's just curled like, at the fetal position inside yeah, of the cockpit and, uh, and everybody on the base is like trying to coax him out of the robot basically <laughs> oh wow it's a reverse get in the robot 
Yeah. Get out of the robot. He's Get out of the robot. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, yes, as, as Zero said, then yes, the 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 anime alien lady, like. Like, she, when she first wakes up, she tries to kill Lewis for, like, a solid eight minutes there. Like, she's just mm-hmm. beating the shit out of him. Okay. Um, and then I guess he manages to hit her, like, I don't know, reset button or something. Factory yeah. reset. Yep. And, uh, yeah, she, like, turns into, yes, the, like, I don't know, fucking Goo Goo Gaga anime baby, I guess. Hmm. But, um... <laughs> And, like, this all sounds probably kind of terrible out of context, but, like... Yeah, I'm like, where where, where are we going with this? (laughs) It works because, like, Bravern has an immensely deadpan sense of humor. Yeah. And so what it actually is using the anime girl for is, like, to create a subtextual situation in which Isami thinks he has caught Lewis, quote-unquote, cheating on him. The drama of episode four right. is that Isami refuses to speak to Lewis because Lewis is now palling around with his hot new thing and not spending time with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, oh, Isami, oh, hang on. I, I need to clarify. Is she just always a little girl now? Or seems I to think be. so, yeah. Um, like, okay. You know, Isami is like, I thought Lewis and I were friends, but I see, I see how it is now. And it's like... <laughs> You know, I, I, have like, to, I have to highlight the gag where yeah. they, the they bring they bring her into the t- torture room, the waterboarding room, yes. to waterboard her for information. And she just drinks yes, all just the like water. They, do to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't waterboard her because she's that's, just that's drinking all the water. That's pretty yeah. good. Oh my god, very, it's very good. Yeah, um, I, and again for for anybody not familiar with the show, it's being played one hundred and ten percent serious for the purpose of comedy, right? Like it's yes, not yes, like, exactly that. That's what I've said. Yes, me yes. say it's, it's a very deadpan <clears throat> sense of humor, um, right? Like like the whole like again, it's like the introduction of the of of the girl almost seems to exist just to create like the presentation of a lovers' spat between yes. uh, Lewis and Asami, right? Uh, and uh, there's some very just you know I don't, I don't want to just like break down every joke but there's just a lot of really good gags in the latest episode. Um, yeah, you know Isami gets into a like a, a bit of a, a scuffle with Lewis over you know the status of their relationship and um, <laughs> the, the alien girl whose name is Lulu. Uh, I guess this activates her fucking fight or flight mode and she fucking decks. Isabi so hard he does like a 720 spin through the air before like <laughs> crashing into the side of a building and this joke oh works God, especially right. well because at the, 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 the scene gets introduced with Asami getting a new like pilot suit because I guess it's explained that every time Bravern powers up it just disintegrates uh, Isami's clothes so he needs a mm-hmm. special pilot suit that won't uh, get blown up by Bravern's brave spirit i guess <laughs> and they explicitly say and so we uh built some air we, we even built some airbags into your pilot suit now and uh those get activated when he gets decked to the side of a building but that's pretty good the thing that really clinches the joke is mm-hmm. that the airbags just deflate into these two like long sad looking sacks that trail behind his suit yep. 
And they just stay there for the rest of the drama between him and Lewis. <laughs> yes. And as he angrily storms away, you just hear rubber getting dragged across the ground. <laughs> right. It's so good. Okay. Like, uh, I am, like, constantly in awe of how, like, fucking funny this show is. So, so, so they're really going into the comedy, like. Yes, yes, fully. Okay, because, because, hmm. because, because, I, I, you know, I did watch the first episode. And while it was clearly like a lot of parody going on, I feel like it was also kind of legitimately making a super robot show. But the I didn't I didn't I couldn't tell how hard they were going to lean into the parody comedy aspect of it. And it sounds like they are definitely. I mean, so I, I will say, f- funnily enough, this show kind of reminds me of the Yakuza games. <laughs> okay. Where there is the comedy dimension and then there is the drama dimension. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this, okay. Is also, this is also the same episode in which they send an unmanned drone to check in on Japan. Right, because global uh, communications are down. Because global, global communications have been completely destroyed by the aliens. So the people, the our heroes who are in Hawaii, have no clue what is happening in the rest of the world. And so the episode opens up with them being like, well, we need to decide which part of the world we liberate first. And Braverin gives this long speech, this long, intentionally like wordy, rambling speech about how heroes can choose to either arrive with the rising of the sun or the setting of the sun. And there's legitimate, Mm -hmm. valid arguments to be made in favor of both points. They have different thematic uh, 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 presentations. Uh, They can mean different things depending (laughs) on who sees them. And the arrival of the time of the day can change, you know, the backdrop of the fight that the heroes have arrived to. Now, I think there's plenty of arguments to be made for arriving with the setting sun. In fact, I even support it in certain situations. However, at the end of the day, I think heroes should arrive with the rising of the sun. Thus, we should liberate Japan. (laughs) The land of the rising sun. For right. The land of the rising sun. Right. And so you have this stupid joke, and then the episode ends with the drone finally getting to Japan, and Japan is a, a, an obliterated wasteland. Right. Nothing. Like, in nothing flames. To nothing. Tokyo is nothing in alive rubble. Yeah. Yes, Tokyo is in rubble. Like, obliterated. Like, raised to the ground. So. <laughs> and it is played completely straight. Does that mean we're going to go to Anime America? I, no, I think I they're think still they going to go to Japan. Like they're still oh. going to go to Japan. It's just okay. the situation. Like, all they say is we have we can't detect any signs of life. Hmm. <laughs> it's it, same show. Same uh, show. Yeah. You get the like <laughs> shot of the Japanese like Ewax c- control girl like having a panic attack over seeing yeah. Japan in this state like. And this is yeah. the same episode in which um, the way Braverin gets Asami out of his funk is by mm-hmm. taking him to a local bar in Hawaii uh, where he meets a bunch of grunts, uh, salt boots on the ground, salt, regular infantry soldiers who all treat Asami like a hero because they're all like, hey, man, like, I don't know what's up with that robot, but you saved our lives. Like, if it weren't for you, we'd all be dead. Like, to us, you, you're our hero. We buy you a drink. Drinks no, let me buy him a drink first. Yeah, and they're all like goofy anime Americans. Bartender like, says, you all can't buy him a drink until I buy him a drink. <laughs> me, the bartender. Ha, 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 slapping him on the back. And um, Braver drives Asami to this bar in his car mode that he could transform into. Okay. But it turns out that when Braver wants to talk while in car mode, 
he just sticks his head out of the top of the car. <laughs> it's right. It doesn't. It's not like the lights flash and his voice comes out. It's the head pops out of his head out of the car. Uh, that's pretty good. Like, All right. I don't know. I know. I realize I'm just describing the jokes, but it's like there's just something about its particular sense of humor. I mean, that like, sets the tone for it, what's it, going on. Yeah, it just nails it every time. I, I am, I am <laughs> so surprised by this. He has to. They go underwater in episode three, and to to make sure Sami's not crushed by the pressure, they fill the cockpit with uh, an oxygenated liquid. Yes. <laughs> So they're like, you saw me, don't worry, you can breathe this oxygenated liquid. It's just like in the abyss. <laughs> right, they, they reference the James Cameron film, Oh, the movie, the yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, how the hell do you know about the abyss? further supports my theory that Bravern is Lewis from an alternate bad future timeline. Because why the fuck would this robot know about James Cameron's The Abyss? Reference that instead of Evangelion. Um, <laughs> and then, right, and like that's the double joke, right? Like to right. me, because yeah. <laughs> because when you were saying it, I'm like, oh, they're gonna make an Evangelion joke. Like I was waiting for it, and then yeah, that's even better. <sighs> so yeah, that's uh, that sounds pretty funny. I I'm gonna have to catch up with that. I think. Uh, maybe um, I'll maybe I'll give it a try since I'm dropping so much. Yeah, <laughs> my list now. I, as we, yeah, like, we're cutting our list I, down here. As we said in the prior podcast, like I think obviously the show is definitely like kind of leaning on being a mech show for mecha fans, but I also think its sense of humor is just so. Yeah, like, I mean that sounds universal. Solid. Yeah. yeah, I mean that sounds just universally funny, regardless. Yeah. So I'll have to check it out. I need to. I need. I need to complete the other half of uh, Brave Dungeon Thursdays. Yeah. Also, <laughs> just a great line in the latest episode where Braver says, "What is it? Now, Asami, I'd love to stay up all night and chat about special moves with you." <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> Wouldn't we all uh, get you a man who wants to stay up all night and chat about, about special moves? Talking about special moves. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm glad we could end on a fun note. Yeah, I'm enjoying that show immensely. We we, we, we do have some good things going this season, so that's good. Um, But yeah, I think that's going to do it then for this episode. So just to do our housekeeping, you can check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Glorio uh, or at the Glorio blog, although I've not been tweeting there at all anymore because I don't want anything to do with Twitter anymore. Uh, and you can follow us on co-host at Glorio. Um, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course, YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, all those good things. Uh, you can tell your friends, tell your enemies. And we'll catch everybody next time. <laughs>